every time to play my mic and my phone, I'm like, there's not a hole for that. It doesn't work. I'd be just a little distracted. So how did you like that worship? Was that pretty amazing? Yes. Pretty good for your soul. Even if you don't know what to do with it, it still messes you up. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to start out with a bad thing and end up with a good thing. <clears throat> a movie the other day and it's about this uh, it's called Burt you may have seen the movie Burt with Bradley Cooper <clears throat> and this conversation he's a guy who highly gifted knows who he is but doesn't know how to carry who he is and he totally spins out and he's involved in drugs and drinking and messing around sex the whole bit and he crashes and burns and he takes out everybody that's in his path so not only him, but everybody that's around him goes through air devastation. So then he starts trying to figure out a way to bring his life back together. So the story part doesn't matter. But there was this one line in the movie where one of the people who was around him when he was taken out, um, this guy has continued on as insuccessful during a chef business. And the character, main character... Spoiler alert. Are you going to give the movie away? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were. No. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so the, the broken guy who's trying to get his life back together comes back to his friend who's continued on and is successful. And he's drinking a glass of water, which is that's kind of already there. But anyway, he's drinking a glass of water. And this guy says to him, I'm not fooled by you. Um, you're drinking a glass of water where he normally would have been drinking alcohol. And he said, I'm not fooled by the, the water because he said, you're still an addict. He said, maybe not to alcohol or drugs or screwing around. You're not addicted. You're, you're an addict, not to alcohol or drugs or messing around, but you are addicted. Listen, here's the pearl. You're addicted to the way you feel every second of the day. You're addicted to how you feel every second of the day. And that just went boom right in my heart. Because there's a way in Jesus that you don't let your feelings dictate your entire life. And we go, oh, we're like this, right? No, you're addicted to the way you feel every second of the day. And so this is where I think many of us start. And I want to take you where I think God is leading us every single day to a different place. And it starts from that line that she was singing. You can't put out the light that shines from the inside. The world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. And so, um, <clears throat> here we go. You're going to need to take notes on this because we're not going to be able to turn every one of these passages. In the beginning, God said what? Let there be light. Let there be light. And darkness was no more. After that, light had entered into the world, and it was a game changer. The light could never be taken away again. And so I'm just going to take you, I'm going to take you through my journey with the Lord. <clears throat> he gives me that scripture, let there be light. 
we keep talking about the darkness and darkness is doing this and all of the bad things are coming and all this kind of stuff. And the Lord going, I said, let there be light. And that was a game changer from that moment in time. And so then first we see God doing this thing. God saying, let there be light. I am light. I'm doing all these things. And then Psalm 36, the Lord brought me to this passage. If you haven't read Psalm 36, let's just do it. I have a message from God in my heart, Psalm 36, concerning the sinfulness of the wicked. There's no fear of God before their eyes. In their own eyes, they flatter themselves too much to detect their, or hate their sin. Here you go. I'm going to read this again. In their eyes, they, in their own eyes, they flatter themselves too much to detect or hate their sin. The words of their mouth are wicked and deceitful. They fail to act wisely or to do good. Even on their beds, they plot evil, and they commit to themselves a sinful course and do not reject what is wrong. Now, if you're in a performance track with God, you're going, I'm a sinner, right? But we're on this side of the cross, so we don't bear judgment, but what we do on this side of the cross, we do this internal evaluation. Do I fear God? These are the questions when you read the Old Testament now. You come back and go, on this side of the cross, fully redeemed, fully paid for, fully accessed to heaven, all that Jesus gave me as a co-heir, am I actually accessing that because I'm staying in line? We don't live under the law, but we use it as like this, uh, mm, like a physical. Chuck just went on a physical. You use the Old Testament like a physical to go, how's my heart before the Lord now that I'm free? So is there fear of God in your own eyes? Do you flatter yourself so much that you can't even hear the Holy Spirit when he's going, stop it? knock it off or do you even know how to hate your sin when you hurt someone when you have someone who hurts you and you're holding bitterness against them when you elevate yourself do you even have enough awareness of the holy spirit because you fear god that you can see that enough to hate it are you acting wisely or are you is your mouth leading you into all kinds of trouble and then he says your love here's our hope your love oh lord reaches to the heavens your faithfulness to the skies your righteousness is like the highest mountains, and your justice like the great deep. Because of all that, we are not consumed, right? You, O oh Lord, preserve both people and animals. How priceless is your unfailing love, O oh God. People take refuge in the shadow of your wings. Are you? Are you taking refuge in the shadow of his wings? They feast on the abundance of your house. You give them drink from your river of delights. You want to blow up your life with God? Just sit on those two phrases. You, they feast on the abundance of your house. You give them drink from your river of delights. Those two verses are what brought me out of a poverty mindset. Because if God's offering abundance in the Old Testament, how much more is he offering in the New Testament? I'm not a slave. I'm not a pauper. I'm not an orphan. God is going to give me his abundance. Why? Because I get to drink from his river of delights. Do you even know what that means? Do you even know what's available to you in the river of delights? For with you is the fountain of life. And here you go. In your life, we see light. In God's light, we see light. Continue your love to those who know you and your uprightness to your righteousness to the upright in heart. Ooh, I love that. So, in your light, we see light. So God is light. Then he's helping us see light through his light. And then we went to the New Testament and we went in James. James 1, 16. Do not be deceived, my brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. When Chuck and I, I think it was maybe last Tuesday, 
Chuck had this beautiful picture. He talked about, we did this song, you can't put out the light that shines in the darkness, that whole section right there. And Chuck said, maybe you just need to say what you said. Do you remember what you said about that passage? Uh, the picture that God gave you? The every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. And in that moment, when we were worshiping together, I saw each of us as a light and him being a father to us as these heavenly lights that had been planted. And it was a little bit like the end of that scene entangled when all the lanterns are just kind of coming up. It's how right. like God loving us as a father in that in that way. And when we were at the beach, they had um, bioluminescent creatures in the water. That was very hard for you to say. <laughs> bioluminescent plankton. That's hard to say. And it's crazy because it's pitch black. And so you move the sand and there's like all these sparkles. You move the water and there's like all these sparkles. And so it was so crazy that we're doing this worship and he is light. He's light in the stars. He's light in the sun and the moon. He's light in all these different places. And so when you and I are in the dark, we're afraid. But then when some kind of light source comes up, we're going, oh, I just feel a little bit better. You walk in a dark house, the first thing you do is turn on the lights. Like we are predisposed to know the light is good. And so I just want to say to you again that the light has come. The Father of heavenly lights has come. And he does not change like shifting shadows. Do you think that God changes his mind about you according to how well you're doing? He does not change like shifting shadows. And it says in verse 18, he chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. He doesn't, um, whoa, that's a line. He doesn't abort that when he's created. He does not do it. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth. And so then we go to Isaiah, <clears throat> or Isaiah 60. And I realize now when you get into the scripture, because she sings this, arise and shine, arise and shine. Isaiah 61, 60 verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. I want to just keep hammering you with this. This is Old Testament, the declaration over the Old Testament. And so how much more do we have access to this through Jesus? See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness over the people, but the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. I love it. So then come back into, blah, 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 hold on a second. Uh, back to James 1. If you don't like the back and forth, take it to the Lord. This is what he did for me too. <laughs> James 1. For you once, you were once darkness. You once were darkness. But now you're, uh, you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. So if you belong to the Lord, you don't have to question about this process of illumination because you're light. The world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. But now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light for the fruit of the light consists, I love this phrase, for the fruit, the evidence of the light, the way that we know that we are light, the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. This thing is becoming more and more illuminated in your life. You want, these, are your, these are your target goal. This is your map. This is your GPS. This is your destination. Goodness, righteousness, and truth. You should expect that to be ever increasing in your life. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have you guys ever asked the Lord that question? What pleases you? You're looking at me blankly. I've asked the Lord that question. 
What pleases you, Lord? Because he's made you for a reason and he loves you dearly. And when you guys start working in this uh, beautiful, consistent place, it gives him such joy. Listen, it gives him such joy when you agree with him what he says about you. It gives him such joy when you agree with him about what he says about you. It's a great place. So then it says, have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It's shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything, verse 13, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Now here, hold on. I don't know if you guys are actually reading this with me because it will help you if you do. Think, hey, Jill, hmm? I think we might be um, confused about where you are. Can you give us a reference again? James, am I not in James 1? I have James right here. Okay. Am I not in James 1? I've printed it out so I have the big letters so I can read it better. Am I not in the right place? Which verse? This is fun. <laughs> sorry, babe. No, no. Don't be sorry. This is good. I'm glad you said something. I don't want everybody bumbling around because like I'm bumbling around. I can't find James. Check this script. Wake up, O from the dead. Somebody Google that. Uh, that's Ephesians 5. Oh, so Ephesians 5. Okay. Now, what are you looking at doing that for long? Just say Ephesians 5. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, no, yep. Oh, right there it is. See right there in my Bible. Okay. For you. Starting in verse 8 was verse where eight. you started earlier. Let's begin again. For Ephesians you, once, 5, you were once darkness. Okay, uh, Ephesians 5, verse 8. But now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Evidence of God moving in your life. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. You know what fruitless deeds are, right? The things that you do for fun or coping or whatever that don't bring any life afterwards. Listen, if you get a hold of the fact that God is always a multiplying, producing God, everything he does is seed-bearing because he's a life-giving God, it helps you figure out what you're doing in your life because God's always producing life. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It's shameful to even mention what they do in secret, but verse 13, everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. That, this is why I said, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful in how you live, not as unwise, but wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Now, here's what I want you to get. If you keep reading this passage, it gives you a couple more instructions. And then verse 19, verse 18, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here's what I want you to get from this passage. One, I want you to have the tenacity to read a passage of Scripture and break it down. And if you just do like one little verses for the rest of your life, you're going to be a spiritually anemic Christian. So you've got to be able to take the Word. Remember that vision I had a couple weeks ago? If you're going to take the meat, you have to eat the meat. And part of this is just learn how to eat the meat. And I have read this. I don't know about you. If you've been a Christian a long time, I've read this many, many times because Ephesians is one of my 
my favorite books, even though I didn't know how to find it. So it's one of my favorite books. <laughs> but here's what I want you to hear me say this morning. Everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Here's the word for you this morning for myself as well. It's everything that is submitted to the Lord that I'm trying to hold in darkness. The Lord brings it to light. Now it's visible. I see it for what it is. And now once it's been cleansed in the name of Jesus, it now becomes the light and starts shining lightness, dark light in dark places. Let me give you a perfect illustration. God is doing this whole conversation with me about expanding territories and expanding borders. And I want to shirk back and fear, oh, no, 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 I just, I don't know how to do this, and I don't want to do that. So the Lord's going, I'm already telling you that this is what's so. Will you say yes to what I'm saying? So that's a question for some of you. God is telling you already to do things, and are you still kicking your feet and trying to stumble around, or are you just saying a bold proclamation of yes? Because he's waiting on your wholehearted yes. Then the next thing is that when you give the Lord yes, the Lord says, if the Lord comes in and goes, great, now let's look at your house. What do we need to do some deep cleaning? So I had this crazy encounter with the Lord in the night. I was asleep, but I, I knew that I was with the Lord. I'm having this crazy encounter. And I'm just going, I don't want to wake up. I, I, I got to stay right here with you. This is just phenomenal. It's like too many words to tell you. Couldn't tell you if I did. Amazing time with the Lord. So I finally have to get up because I got people who show up at church. So I got to go. So I get up. And then immediately, I... The Lord just puts his finger on this relationship that is not okay with him. Well, it's not okay with me either. But instead of me taking it to him and going, what are you going to do about this? I had gone, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing about it. Let me tell you what I'm doing about this relationship, right? And so me and Chuck are talking. And Chuck says this little telltale comment. He goes, wow, I haven't seen you charged up like this in a long time. And that comment, I went, that's probably, that's probably not a good thing. That's probably not a good thing. And he just said that right there. So while I'm in the shower, I have worship music on. I've had this great time with the Lord. I've already got my message. I'm good to go. And while I'm in the shower, the Lord just comes on me about this relationship. You've got no space in your life for that. And I just start throwing up. I'm just throwing up in the shower. I cannot stop throwing up. Chuck's going, are you okay? I'm going, just pray. Because I thought I was supposed to say, just pray. Because he's thinking I'm sick. And I am sick, but I'm not sick in my body. I'm sick in my soul. Are you all track with what I'm saying? And I just kept throwing up and throwing up. And the Lord said, I said, Lord, am I done? He goes, not yet. And I kept throwing up. You know how you get that bad place where you're just throwing up bile and that's all it is? And I could feel the bile coming up. He goes, do you taste that? He goes, that's what this relationship looks like to me. And so I finally got that out. And I just went, I forgive her, God. I forgive her. I'm so sorry. I forgive her. And the Lord goes, now you're done. So I want, to, I want you to understand, we try to tuck stuff back here. And it keeps us and everybody else around us captive, right? And so the Lord goes, I'm going to put light on it. And then when it becomes light, when I give light and shed light on it, then it becomes a light. And that is your testimony in the world. That you let the Lord have total consumption of you, whatever it takes to get total consumption. And then you just keep shining brighter and brighter and brighter. You want to know how to have a pure light? Be full of Him. Amen? Why don't you just put your hand on your heart?
God, make sense of these words. Make sense. Bring illumination even in this moment. Places that we have locked doors. Places that we have tried to put a flower pot on sin. Places that we have just lifted our fists to you and go, no, I will not change. I will not do it. We just release that to you, God. Shine the light of Christ, the radiance of the face of Christ in all these places. God, we just receive you. Just say to the Lord, I receive your light in this place. Let the Lord just speak to you in this moment. God, who's the person? Where's the place? What is the thing? What's the fear? What's the lie, God? Shine your light on this place and give us freedom. Just wash us, Lord, even in this moment. We just speak that in the name and grace of Jesus. Holy Spirit, have your way. The great light has come, and the darkness cannot put it out. And then the Lord took me to the blinding light of Paul. And yesterday, I couldn't figure out why we would talk about the light of Christ. And then out of Acts 9, we talked about that, that Paul is just against Jesus, right? And so I just, here's, the, now I understand this morning, because yesterday, I'm just bouncing along going, oh, that's a weird story to put in these notes, okay. Because you either let the light of Christ rise in you beautifully like the sun, and where it just kind of, you know, comes out, it's really gentle and it's soft, really soft, and then I'll see, you know, oh, some of them, I can see everything perfectly. Or, if you're hard-hearted like Paul, he'll just blind you temporarily if necessary, right? The blinding light of Christ, and I feel like that's exactly what happened for me this morning. So I just would encourage you, you get to choose which way you're going to be lit, but you will be lit. You're going to be lit up one way or the other. It's like coming to that place of loving obedience before the Lord. <clears throat> Then we go back to where Jesus says in John 8. I want you to turn in your Bibles here because I want you to see this beautiful thing that, that Jesus does. John 8. I'm going to make sure I have it written this down right. John 8. John 8, 12. Yes, I did write down that. Great. When Jesus said, Jesus spoke to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This is this incredible offering from heaven that you will have this. You will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And then Jesus turns around in Luke 8. Turn now to Luke 8. Just flip back a little bit. Luke 8. And then Jesus says, no one lights a lamp and hides it in a clay jar or puts it under a bed. Luke 8, verse 16. Instead, they put it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light. For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. Therefore, consider carefully how you listen. Whoever, listen, whoever has been given more, whoever has, will be given more and whoever does not have even what they think they have will be taken from them there's a way that the world tricks itself into believing in hold on it's kind of what chuck was talking about last week about holiness is about our lives our charge our hope is to let the light of christ come in and so consume us so that we are we cease there you go we cease to be the end game 
Like your life, your way, your preferences, your desires, that is not the end game. The end game in this world, in this life, is that Christ would be known. So guess what? Here's the exercise that the Lord showed me. Does everybody have a piece of paper? Everybody needs a piece of paper. I have a couple extras. You're going to need a piece of paper and a pen. Let's just do this right now. I have some paper. Who needs a piece of paper? Okay. You need to rip these in half. Will you rip these in half? Yeah. There. Just did. Can you these out? And there's pins up here. There's pins up here if anybody needs them. Okay, so hold up your pictures. Just hold up so we can just kind of get over to everybody. <clears throat> All right. 
circle around your outer circle what do you think would be in that hmm. so draw another circle around your outer circle and ask spirit about who would fill that circle literally ask the spirit who would fill that circle share. I could make you all go, so somebody needs to volunteer. Come on. Where did you put your circle? Anybody? Which circle do you want to know? The last circle. The lost, the sick, the hurting, and poverty in the world. The lost, the sick, the hurting, the poverty in the world. Okay. Who else wrote something? Ginger. The needs of the community, the state, the nation, the world. Okay? Who else? What would you put in your center? Last circle. Anybody? Go, Beth. Just everyone I come in contact with, that something would be given to us. Everyone I come in contact with, that every person I come in contact with, I would give something to them. Who else? American Indians and Israel. Okay, who else? The young, the wounded, the confused, the divorced, and lonely. Say it again a little louder. The young, the wounded, the, young, the, wounded, the confused, confused, the divorced, divorced the lonely. The lonely. Okay, who else? Say Your parents, my parents. Yeah, awesome. Who else? All right. Draw another circle and ask the spirit. Okay, what'd you get in this circle? Governments, which is very outside my comfort zone. That's so good. I love it. Yep. 
Listen, if you're not uncomfortable, you don't stretch far enough. We're trying to get to the end of you and the beginning of the kingdom. Amen? Yeah. Gene, what did you put? Our region. Our region. Was that your last one or the one before? This last time was the last region? one. The last one? Do you understand? It's like you have you carry the light of Christ. And so you want to get, listen, if I'm going to be uncomfortable, everybody's going down with me, right? Because I'm in my butt hanging out here so far and the things that the Lord's given me, and I'm not going down alone, all right? We're all going. Yeah. And so you're, what you've got right now is your prayer list. And if you don't have anything on your prayer list, on that little circle, then you need to go back to the Lord because you need to hear from the Lord and you need to agree with what he says. Because if he has given you that, listen, here's the pearl. If he's giving that from his heart, to your heart, he has also given you the authority and everything you need to do to affect change. Now are you fired up about it? Chuck, did you want to say something? Yeah, I just was going to say, I absolutely groaned when you asked us to draw one more circle. And then it hit me, these are the people that I think aren't worth it. And um, the people that I've given up on. And I had enemies and Islam, but what I've heard around the room in terms of the unlovable or those that I think are too far out of reach. You know, so it was really confronting to go, what's one more circle? And can I can I just challenge you? Can I just challenge you? Like, are you praying for the continents? Are you praying for the nations? Do you have a country that you're praying for? Do you have somebody that you and the Lord are always talking about? You might not ever go there. You might not ever step foot in that country, but it just keeps coming up for you. Just like you have this aching ground because God is sharing with you what he wants to happen. And so we're trying to get to a place of activation. People want to, I want to grow in the Lord. You want to grow in the Lord? Then go after the things that God is going after. And the things that he's going after is sharing and shining the light of Christ. And I love you all, and I so appreciate what you said, and nobody had a wrong answer. But it's not just the broken and the terrible and the awful and the unlovelies, which we all were once that. It's the people that you work with right next door that you can't stand. Yeah, yeah. Right? That person that shows up, you're going, oh, God, here she comes again. That person right there needs to be on your list and that you would shine the light of Christ in them. The idea is that you want to be refined in Christ, and the way you do that is you are, listen, forced to love what Jesus loves when you don't love that person. That's how you grow in love. It's easy to love people who love you. It's will you love people for the sole reason Jesus loves that person and that's enough. Now we're getting somewhere. You all see what I'm saying? Amen. Go after this. Put this up somewhere. Put it up where you can just be reminded, Lord, I'm praying for this. I'm praying. And, and Katie said this, and I love it. We've said this before, but she just brought it back in my mind. Don't ask God for things. Don't ask God to do things he's already given you permission to declare. I'm going to say that again. Don't ask God for permission to give. Hmm, I already lost it. Don't ask God for permission. Don't ask for things he's already Don't given. ask God for things he's already given you permission to declare. You don't have to ask God, oh God, will you please help the people of Puerto Rico? No, he's already given you the authority to do it. Why do I know that? Because we're kings and priests in the kingdom of God. We're co-heirs with Christ. We have all the authority that Christ has because of what Jesus did for us. And Jesus wants all people everywhere to be saved. Amen? Amen. Are y'all still with me? Yes. <laughs> like, are you all fired up yet? Because I can hardly breathe. Because what happens when the church actually believes? What if we believed it? You need to play that song over until you believe it. It only takes a mustard feed, a seed of faith to move a mountain. Who is the mountain? What is the unbelief in your life that you need to speak that unbelief? 
to obliteration so that you just start not distracted. I'm telling you, God is like, he's saying, Jenna, I have so much more for you, but you're so busy distracted by the little things in your front yard. You couldn't build the kingdom if you wanted to. Who's for that this weekend? It's like, are you so busy about what needs to be done in your own little front yard and your bills and your issues and your stuff because you're addicted to every feeling you have throughout the day. And the light shines, and it shines bright, and we go, God, Christ and Christ alone. 